Verses 27 to 31. <clears throat> now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongue. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, but strive for the greater gifts and I will show you a still more excellent way. This is the word of the Lord. Shall we pray together? Lord, may my mouth speak wisdom and the meditation of my heart bring understanding that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher this morning to awaken our hearts expand our minds, and shape our identity in you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Anybody been watching Wimbledon? I could say earlier on, thank goodness for the roof, eh? And the, the joys of youth. Anybody been watching the European Championships, apart from Tommy? Let's hope it's not sunny and so far, eh? Or, or, of course, Maria's here. Anyone been watching the Tour de France? Anyone see that sprint on Tuesday? That was my favourite moment of all those sporting events of the week, that sprint on Tuesday. If you haven't seen it, you missed it. Of course, one of the things about the, the joy, isn't it, of seeing these major sporting events is how spectators have been allowed back into the, these stadiums, at these events. And they can add a difference. And maybe you've been to, to some of those major sporting events or similar events in the past. But you know, there's, there's one thing better than being a spectator. It was summed up in the, the words of the retired Jensen Button to Lewis Hamilton just this past week. Doesn't realise how fortunate he is still be taking part. Here's the point. You know, when God calls each of his followers to be part of a church, and he calls all of his followers to be part of the church, he never calls us to be spectators. He always calls us to be participants. He always calls us to take part. It could be summed up in those words from that reading from St. Paul when we heard how now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Now you, you together, all of us, are the body of Christ, the Christ body. And individually, you might be an arm or a leg. You might be in the lung or the rib. You might be an eye or you might feel you're just the toenail. But each of you is part of it. And the way that he gets over this idea of how we move from spectators to participants... It's through this idea that he gives every Christ follower, 
everyone at least one spiritual gift or often more than one spiritual gift that we use to take and play our part. And so with the help of this, this beach ball this morning, we're going to think a bit, about, a bit more about that passage and what it means to move from being a, a spectator to being a participant. Now, here's the first thing that I notice about this, this beach ball. You know, I, I notice the colours on it. You know, there's red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple. And there's, there's nothing special about these colours. You know, it could have been, could have had black and grey and white and brown and pink. There's nothing special about these colours. Just like in those, that reading that we heard for us, those gifts are just a selection of the gifts. They're not all the gifts, as Brian mentioned last week. If we were to look earlier in that chapter in 1 Corinthians 12, we'll see some of those gifts mentioned, and we'll see different gifts mentioned. If we look at other passages in the Bible where spiritual gifts are mentioned, we'll see some of those gifts once more mentioned, but we'll see it with a different list. It's just a selection of the gifts mentioned. But here's the next thing I notice about these colors. You know, as I, as I look around, they're, they're kind of... All the same size. All the same shape. They're, they're kind of equal. And that reminds us about each of the spiritual gifts, that they're all equal. You're not special if you've got four as against three. You're not more special if you've got one particular gift rather than other. All the gifts are, are equal. And then you might have heard kids reading there and you might have said, well, yeah, but it says first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then, then. Surely that implies that some gifts are more important than the other. But no, that's just the order that they would have been used in establishing the church, that the apostles would have went in first because they were the sent ones. Then the prophets, God's messengers, would have come in to to start to give messages. Then the teachers would have come in to build up the church. That's the order that it would have worked in. And then you might say, but yeah, but at the end of that verse, end of the reading, Keith said, but seek after or search after or strive for the greater gifts, as if surely some gifts are more important than others. But actually, what greater means there is seek after and search after the gifts that will bring the greatest benefit to the community. Because we're given these gifts not to show off for ourselves, but to serve one another and to bring glory to Jesus. So it reminds me with each of these gifts that they're all equal. And then the third thing that I notice about this beach ball is I notice how all the colours are all kind of linked together. There's no gaps between the red flows into the orange to the yellow to the green and, and so on from there. And it reminds me that although each of these gifts are different and they're diverse, they all come together. They all work together for the common good. And that idea is picked up as well in this idea that no one is given all the gifts. So what does that say to us? No one is given all the gifts and no one gift is given to everyone. It's this whole idea that, that unity comes through the diversity. And that's picked up in that passage when we read, all, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, and so on, with the idea being that the idea was that the answer would be no. 
In fact, if we, could, if we could read Greek, we'd read that it would go like this. Not all are apostles, are there? Or all are not prophets, are there? So when we think about this, this beach ball and we think about the spiritual gifts, it reminds me of how each of these gifts that we see, they're a selection. But we all have at least one. We see as well with these gifts that they might be diverse but they all come together to bring unity and the third thing that we notice about each of these gifts is that no one gift is more important than the other but here's the other thing that I notice about this beach ball and maybe you've done something with this beach ball is well beach balls can get a bit flat easy can't they they're not, they're not sort of like robust, especially if you take this out a bit. But if you start throwing a beach ball around a bit, it gets a bit softer, doesn't it? And it can easily deflate. And so the same can be true, I find, in using our spiritual gifts in the church. It can easily be that we can start to get a bit flat. Maybe we might lose some confidence in using them. Maybe we we use them on a particular occasion and it doesn't go maybe according to plan. We might have been that we were underprepared or something or or maybe we thought it went really well and then somebody says just a careless word afterwards. Never happened here, would it? Because we're just all perfect and the church is just full of perfect people, isn't it? And all of a sudden we kind of get a bit... Well, we just lose our way a bit. And all of a sudden we think, well, I think I'll sit in the pew. And I'll take part. Or maybe sometimes we just, we just get out of practice, don't we? I mean, let's face it, the last 15 months has given us perhaps opportunity not to use our gifts as much. And maybe we're starting to think, oh, well, maybe we could be quite comfortable sitting somewhere and... We just won't take part. Or sometimes we can, can just be too busy. Basically, sometimes we could just too, be too busy and it never, um, and we never kind of like know what our gifts are in the first place. And anyone noticed something recently? Or is it just me? Anyone notice how the speed's increasing? that all of a sudden we had 15 months of sorting our lives out and all of a sudden we just speed and ramp back up to February 2020. You see, it could be so easy to kind of go through some of these deflationary experiences, just get a bit flat. There are other reasons as well. And of course, these deflationary experiences, they're different from what we might call seasons in life. Because just like nature has seasons, so we find that sometimes in our life, we have seasons in our life. Sometimes we get sick. Or, or sometimes we have to care for someone who's sick. And we're not necessarily able to do as much as we did. Sometimes we, we find that we've just got older before we thought we would. And we're just not able to do what we do. And God understands that. And I understand that. 
But that's not what I'm talking about when I talk about these deflationary experiences. You see, what I know about these deflationary experiences is that I know how to avoid them. And you avoid them by staying close to the giver of the gifts. You see, it's the Holy Spirit who gives each of us the gifts. And if you like, what he wants to remind us about this morning is that we stay close and we avoid these deflationary experiences by staying close to the giver of the gifts and allowing the breath of his Holy Spirit to breathe into us. You see, it can be so easy to become flat like this. It can be so easy. You know, perhaps we just start to do things a bit in our own strength. And be, before, we, before we know it, we're sort of like just relying upon ourselves completely. But there'll come a stage where we're just sort of like questioning, well, why am I not doing this? And maybe we start saying, oh, well, I'm tired and I'm sick of serving. And when people say that to me, and believe you me, they say it to me, I kind of just have one question back. And the question is this, well, what's the relationship like with the giver of the gifts? You see, all of us need to be reminded and continually to be, have the breath of the Holy Spirit continually blowing into our lives because he's the one who gives us the strength and who gives us the energy to keep going. So maybe if we're feeling like we're lacking a bit of confidence this morning, Jesus just wants to remind you and just blow the breath of his Holy Spirit once to more into you, reaffirming you of his love and encouraging you to say it's time to get back on the pitch or maybe for for some of you maybe we've just got out of practice and we've just not got back into it yet and that's understandable that's completely understandable he just wants to encourage you to say don't settle for being a spectator or maybe for those of us who are too busy or maybe sort of like we've never considered our gifts so we don't know what they are He just said, be intentional. Be intentional with your life and live that life. Because what we find when we do this is not only do we draw closer to Jesus, not only do we live a more fulfilled life, we live our best life and we find that there is no cause greater to give our life to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.